Abel. I'm an Associate Research Director at NISIR, and I specialize in international trade, productivity, and investment. We're going to be hearing a lot about customs unions following the publication of the latest government paper sketching out the UK position in the EU negotiations. So what is the paper suggesting? The government is indicating that it would like a temporary agreement by which it would remain a member of the EU Customs Union for about the two to three years that it estimates it would take to have a full transition after Britain's exit in 2019. Now, what should we make of all this? First of all, let's remind ourselves of what the EU Customs Union is. I like to describe the EU Customs Union as being like Schengen for goods. Schengen is the passport-free travel area that many EU countries belong to. So if I'm a UK citizen or if I'm leaving the UK and I enter France, I enter the Schengen area, I show my passport when I enter France, but then once I'm in France, I can travel around the rest of the Schengen area without any further controls. A customs union is like Schengen for goods. So essentially, once, say, an automobile engine enters the UK from Japan, it has its customs formalities taken care of in the UK once, and then that engine can be moved on either as an engine, as a separate piece, or as a part of a manufactured car to the rest of the, the, rest of the EU customs area without any further checks. That, of course, makes trade, particularly in sort of more complex manufactured goods, really much, much easier. It means you can send parts back and forth across the border multiple times without having to deal with customs checks every time. And that's particularly important for industries like automotive manufacturing, which is one of the UK's bigger manufacturing industries. And just as a reminder, this customs union is not the same thing as the single market. The single market are the four freedoms. That is, tariff-free trade in goods and in services, free movement of labor, and free movement of capital. Now, all EU members are both members of the single market and the customs union. However, membership in those two things don't always overlap. So, for example, Norway is a member of the single market, but not a member of the customs union. Switzerland is neither a member of the single market nor the customs union, but it does have tariff-free trade in goods. What we don't know about the UK is what its position is going to be. It seems unlikely that we'll, be, we'll remain a member of the single market. Um, but will we get a tariff-free goods agreement like the kind that Switzerland has? We don't know that yet. Um, and again, will we remain in the customs union beyond this transition period? So today's announcement that the government is going to seek to remain in the customs union for another two or three years for a transitional period does buy us some more time, right? But the EU has to agree, and that is that might turn out to be a pretty big if. Also, it's once that transition is over, it's still not clear how to make sure 
that UK exports, in particular manufacturing exports, don't suffer. Finally, it's not clear at all whether leaving the customs union is worthwhile, whether the upside to leaving the customs union, which is the ability to negotiate our own trade agreements with non-EU countries, is going, whether those benefits are going to outweigh whatever damage we're doing to our goods exports by leaving the customs union. So let's think a little bit about what life outside the customs union would be like. Now, we can make it easy for goods to enter the UK. That's in our gift. However, of course, our EU neighbors are the ones who control which goods are allowed to enter their countries. And in order to ensure that our goods can enter our EU neighbors in a speedy and non-bureaucratic way, we're going to need to rely on their goodwill. Norway, which is inside the single market but outside the customs union, is, going, is often given as a positive example. Now, Norway is an appropriate example in some ways, but not very appropriate in others. And what I mean is, first of all, because Norway's on the single market, the customs checks are really only about goods originating from outside the EU. That's a fairly small proportion of, the, of Norway's trade. The second thing is that most of Norway's exports are very simple goods. Things like two-thirds of Norway's exports are oil and gas. Gas is simply transported by a pipeline, right? We don't have to stop a lorry and inspect it for that and fill out a lot of forms. That's all quite straightforward. Another 10% of Norway's exports are fish, which are, again, a fairly straightforward export that, and in particular, they don't really rely on imports, on imported inputs coming in from another EU country, being manufactured into a good and then being sent out again, right? So in that sense, the UK's industrial structure is just quite different from Norway's. Only about 10% of our exports are primary, what we call primary materials, things like oil, gas, and basic metals. And about 50% of our exports are finished manufacturers, that is, parts of goods and completely finished goods. So things like auto parts and automobiles, things like aircraft parts and airplanes. And that means that we are much more reliant on frictionless trade in goods than a country with the industrial structure of Norway. And if you think about it, it might actually be the case that Norway, because of its industrial structure, just didn't place very much value on being in the customs union because they don't do a lot of the kind of manufacturing that, that makes a lot of customs checks onerous. But it could also be that Norway simply didn't develop that kind of manufacturing industry over the last 20 odd years because of the barriers to that kind of trade. Now, you know, we're in a position in which we have that kind of trade, and do we really want to risk losing it? So to sum up, while a transitional agreement buys us some time, there are still two, I would, say, I would argue, bigger questions left. One is whether we're 
able to be successful enough at negotiating new trade deals to outweigh the disadvantages of leaving the customs union. Because the big advantage, the upside of leaving the customs union is the ability to negotiate new trade deals freely. But second, the government has been indicating a transitional arrangement for goods, but actually more than half of the UK's exports by value added are in services. And we still don't have any indication that there will be an, a transitional arrangement for some of those key service industries, in particular for financial services. At NISIR, we are doing a lot of research into the effects of different kinds of trade agreements on trade. And in particular, right now, I'm looking at the financial services industry and what trade, how, it, how trade and financial services depends on EU access. This study will be out in the autumn, so watch this space. And to find out more about our research, blogs, and podcasts so far, do look us up at www.niesr.ac.uk.